Oh, fuck yeah. I got testosterone flowing through my loins, guys. I want to watch football, drink Coors Light, smoke cheap cigars, get into bar fights, and demean other men who are different to mask my crippling self-doubt. It's Man Vember here at the Messed Up Midnight Podcast. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Max Steele, and as always, I'm joined by the baby back beta bitch himself. It's Michael Flaherty, everybody. Mike, it's Man Month here. It, it is, it is, and to play into the character, I did not know I'm suddenly being thrust into. I've got the, I've got the quivering self doubt of Michael Sarah and Scott Pilgrim versus the world, and I have the, I have the, I have the muscles of SpongeBob in that one episode where he tries to lift weights and it's literally just skin and bones. We got motherfucking anchor arms here, guys. Barbie month. Mm-hmm. It's in the rear view. We're going full steam ahead into some man movies. And what a way to kick it off with an 80s action staple starring Sylvester Stallone. No, not, mm-hmm. not Rocky three. N- oh. Not Rocky, not Rocky four. <laughs> Damn not, it. not over the top. Not Cobra. Oh. Not lockup, no, not Tango and Cash either. We, of course, are talking about the 1982 action film First Blood, starring Rocky Balboa himself. It's about a Vietnam War veteran, John Rambo, who visits a small town in Washington to pay to you know say hi to an old military buddy that then gets in trouble with the law and action shenanigans ensue. Now, Mike, we were talking before the podcast. You have actually seen the second and third Rambo movie, but this was the first time you were watching First Blood. What did yes. you think? Okay, so <clears throat> my my envisionments for what Rambo was was completely different from what First Blood was because after watching Rambo Rambo three and Ram and uh, First Blood Part two, I was like, sure. He's a badass. He goes into the jungle and he kicks ass and takes names. That's Rambo, baby. But First Blood was a complete fucking departure from that idea. It was surprisingly deeper than I thought it was. It was surprisingly better than I thought it was. It's uh, It's got the ridiculousness and it's absolutely ass crazy. That's for damn sure. And it's totally improbable. But what's weird is that it has heart. Mm-hmm. It's got heart and it's actually telling a story and you're like, oh, wow, this is actually this is actually compelling in a weird way. That's the thing that I really enjoyed about it. Yeah. And I mean, Sylvester Stallone just does such a when given the opportunity, he does such a good job of just being likable. And like when you see him, the way that he talks, you root for the guy like he's just so down to earth. And mm-hmm. with this action movie, again, it's not just, you know, man goes in wood, man goes in forest and kills people. No, it you know focuses a little bit more on, you know, Rambo, the man and, you know, the people that were involved in his life, as well as, you know, the people in this town. And you and you said the word, you know, action like, you know, we've talked about action movie classic. It yeah. almost wasn't an action classic first blood. No, no. Because after watching a three-hour rough cut of the movie, of First Blood, Sylvester Stallone said the film was so bad, it made him sick. And he thought it would kill his career, and he wanted the footage completely destroyed. But they couldn't do that. So what he suggested to the producers is to cut out portions of his part 
which they did. And that's how we got this 93 minute runtime and kind of allows other characters to talk, you know, create an image of John Rambo in, you know, for the audience that way. I do like that. I do. I do think that worked out much better in his favor because it created this ambiguity about Rambo. Sure. You learn about his life, but he's not important. I mean, he is, he's important to the story. Make no mistake, but it is, it's definitely feels like it's everyone around him. Everyone's like, he's just a force of nature. You, you just stay out of his way. And then you're going into people like Teasel, Troutman, all these people who are like involved in his life in some capacity. And it's just going into them, how they tick, like Mm -hmm. their insecurities and stuff like that, which is really cool. I really, really did not expect this, expect the angle. I expected it to just be the Sylvester Stallone show, but like Mm -hmm. not at all. Yeah, he's not really in even in the movie a whole lot. So and like Sylvester Stallone, even though he's not in the movie a whole lot, he really is a key part of First Blood. He is John Rambo. The list of actors who almost played him is also uh, who played John Rambo is also interesting because I found a list and we almost had Paul Newman, Al Pacino, Michael Douglas, Robert De Niro, James Garner, Steve McQueen, Dustin Hoffman, Clint Eastwood, and a celebrity favorite here at the Messed Up at Midnight podcast. I mean, we dedicated a whole month to the guy, one John Travolta. Okay, I have to say the of that list that you just just yanked out, the only people that I that you said that made me go, oh yeah, they may be a solid fit is Al Pacino, mm-hmm. like uh, Steve McQueen, mm-hmm. and like I don't know. Maybe Clint Eastwood, but Clint Eastwood was old as hell by that point. So Dude, I Clint, mean, Clint Eastwood's been old, and I don't know how he's still alive. But you know, him, him as John Rambo, I don't think we would have gotten like you know Rambo Last Blood. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if, it was, if it was Clint Eastwood, yeah. No, I was watching Sudden Impact, which is like, which for those who don't know, is the fourth installment of the Dirty Harry franchise that he did, and it came out in like 1985, and the man looked. He looked old. <laughs> like he was balding and he was just skin and bones, and he's just big dogging people. And I'm like, damn, that guy was supposed to be the buff, badass Vietnam vet. Like, damn, okay. I mean, eh, I, I, yeah, I don't think it, I think the I think the producers and casting directors made the right choice by getting Sylvester Stallone in this mm-hmm. movie. But like, hundred like percent. Like we also said earlier, this isn't just one movie. It is a franchise because we got sequels. And it's kind of – I was looking at the titles and it's kind of interesting because this movie is called First Blood. You know, John Rambo's kind of like, you know, ambiguous. He is just a man going through a small town but then, you know, shit, shit goes down. It goes – so First Blood, the first one. Rambo, First Blood Part 2. Rambo three, and then it's all folk. It's all like this is, and then the sequels are Rambo and Rambo Last Blood. They really like got away from the First Blood naming convention and wanted to focus more on John Rambo to create a whole franchise and a media thing around him. But I really think that does his character a disservice because, like we said, kind of the ambiguity, letting us fill in our own, like you know, letting us fill in the holes of the John Rambo story is a much better way to go about his character. I agree. Like like actually 100%. It 
It's the fact that they're going like, oh no, it's all about Rambo. That's it's so awful. It's so awful. It's like if it's like if we're gonna if we're gonna pick a character from from our like movie series, it's like if actually no, it's like it's like Texas Chainsaw. It's not about Leatherface, it's about the family. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. about the them as a unit and them just like torturing these people and like being the whole like rednecks who like didn't progress with society and all of that. But the moment they start focusing it on Leatherface and going whole hog into Leatherface, the movie starts to suck. They just start to suck ass. So it's the same thing that happened with Rambo. Like they did not learn. They just went, Oh, they only want Rambo. And you're like, no, 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 no. We like first blood, not Rambo. Like Rambo's cool, but you need one for the other. Exactly. And it really shows because all, all of the sequels, except for Rambo, the fourth one, were all nominated for Razzies and some won. Even First Blood Part Two won Worst Picture. Oh yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. It, it's it's not a good movie. It is it's some it's some hot booty. Like it is just ugh. Now I can't comment on First Blood Part Two because I because quite frankly I've only seen First Blood and I don't really like watching bad movies. Even though I have a podcast where we talk about <laughs> bad movies, you had me fucking fooled, bud. I it's, I I the only reason I watched fucking First Blood Part Two is because it was on Spike TV in between the Star Wars movies that they just rain incessantly. And honest to God, he goes back to Vietnam. That's which he is, goes back. It's so weird. Like, cause with the way they set, they set up John Rambo's character in this movie for him to go back. Like that's, that's we That's weird. Am I right? Yeah. That makes no fucking sense. That makes no sense. That's like the whole movie is based off of trauma and how this guy was so utterly neglected after the Vietnam war that, and he's just got screwed by everybody and he has no friends. And for them to go, you know, what's the best for this character who we saw bear his heart at the end of the movie. Let's get him back into war, baby. And you're like, no, that's not, that's not the answer. Okay, so uh, lastly, before we go on to our drinks, I do have to mention this movie's connection to the podcast. Ooh, Mike, do you know what movie Sylvester Stallone directed that has a relation to something we covered on this podcast? And no, it's not a Barbie movie. Oh, damn. I was so prepared. I was so ready. I'm just, I, you said Sylvester Stallone and bad movies, and the first thing that came to my mind was stop or my mom will shoot. So I'm like having to work that out of my mind. Um, I don't know. I'm assuming he was involved, tangentially involved in the, in the Texas Chainsaw remakes. No, he was the man who directed the sequel to the John Travolta classic Saturday Night Fever called Stayin' Alive. Wait, he did the sequel? He did, he did the, the freaking sequel? Oh. He, dude, he did the sequel, and I was confused at first because looking at his uh, filmography, uh, I saw that, you know, oh, he had done, you know, like immediately after First Blood, the next year was Stayin' Alive, and I see, 
oh, like I saw uncredited cameo and I'm like, oh, gee, that's weird. And then I look up and it said also director, writer and producer. And I'm like, holy shit, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, right. Damn. It's that's so odd just because. Staying Alive is such an awful movie, apparently. And just the fact that this dude was like whole hog into that, like, damn. Whoa. All right. <laughs> it, it, dude, it's so strange. But let, let's move past that, Mike. If First Blood was a drink, what would it be and why? All right, listeners. This movie, this movie took me by surprise, to say the very least. This movie had the the this the over the top action that I was expecting, but what it did was it also pulled in together a surprising a, a, a much more depth than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. relating to the character and its topic, which is Vietnam vets post Vietnam war mm-hmm. and how they're, and how they were mistreated. And that's a, that's a, that's a heavy topic to cover in, in an action movie, no less. So for this movie, that's got action. It's got the energy that gets you going, but it has depth. I'm going for an Añejo tequila. So essentially, tequila that's aged like whiskey. So it's aged in oak barrels. It's totally given the three-year treatment. It's got a good flavor to it. So put in two ounces of that. Next, we have the we have the overall we have the overall sort of characters in this. You have the police department, the citizens, Troutman, who's Rambo's like trainer. All of these characters are, they're gritty. They have depth in their own right. They're not these hard, they're all hardened in some way, shape, or form. Some are more jaded than others. Some are, some are more sour than others. So for that, let's get some unsweetened mulberry juice. Mulberry juice, mulberries uh, grow really well in Washington where this movie takes place. So throw in an ounce of that in. Next, we have the setting itself, Washington. I think this really is a, this is one of the perfect places for Rambo to take place. You know what I mean? I feel like it's either this or like, I don't know, maybe New Orleans or Alaska. Like it's, it's gotta be something that's got very jungly sorts of feels to it in some way, shape or form. So for that, let's put in three quarters of an ounce of maple syrup. You know, sweeten it. Give a little bit of that Pacific Northwest slash Canada bit. And finally, let's we got to have something specifically for Teasel. Teasel is the cop that is like the antagonist of the movie. He is the bad dude. He is the one who's trying to take down Rambo and all of that stuff. Put in three dashes of orange bitters. He's the, you know, there's nothing, he he doesn't do anything insane or anything like that, but he's a character with depth and he offers a lot of yin to Rambo's yang mm-hmm. in terms of a back and forth sort of relationship. So put that all into a cocktail, shake it up, pour it out onto a rocks glass. We're good to go. Yeah, you, you know, I think your drink has the depth of this movie. Like, your drink has mm-hmm. the depth, and mine has the action 
vibes Hell for this yeah. movie. Hell yeah. So they pair really well. I was not expecting a tequila, um, an añejo tequila, actually. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm intrigued by that. That's an interesting. What made Hell you decide yeah. to go for tequila instead of like um, a whiskey? See, see, the thing is, is I feel like I feel like this movie still has the ridiculous energy. Like it still has Rambo doing insane shit that is like super improbable. The National Guard gets sicked on him and he kicks their ass. Two hundred people, like that's utterly ridiculous. And he's sitting there with a full freaking like loaded automatic weapon, just laying into people. And he's building booby traps and doing crazy high octane shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, it feels very appropriate to have tequila because tequila is a wild ride, no matter what. But this is something you could sip, you know? A nice sip and drink. So I think I think both of our drinks are going to be paired, maybe not together, like, you know, you drink one after the other. Maybe you do. Maybe you're into that. I don't know. But my good drink, I fuck with it. So first of all, I'm so glad I don't have to use Pink Whitney anymore. That makes me so happy. <laughs> it's a blessing. It's a fucking blessing. Thank God I don't have to ever have the taste of vodka and pink lemonade anymore. So for me... In my eyes, I'm thinking this movie's a whiskey. More specifically, because this is like a classic American, you know, action film. I think this movie is a Jack Daniels. So what I want you to do is take out a shooter, pour in your Jack Daniels. We're doing a bomb. I think you should already know this. Like the Jack Daniels, that's our Sylvester Stallone. Next, I'm like, okay, well, what, what are we dropping our Jack Daniels into? We got cops in this movie. You know, this town has like small town America, you know, up in the Pacific Northwest. So I am going to say, go grab yourself a Coors Banquet. Now, mm. I could pour in, like, take your Coors Banquet, pour it into a glass. And I could have ended, I feel like I could have ended it there because this movie is like, you know, it has depth, straightforward, boom, action to the point. I've done drinks like that before. But for me, I'm like, it's not as simple as that. I'm like, that, that's a little too easy. Another part of this movie is the setting, the Pacific Northwest, the woods. So what I want you to do is go to a forest, you know, maybe save your drinks, save mixing for your drinks when you get there. Go to a forest. If you're in Washington, you know, that shouldn't be too hard. If you're in New York, that'll probably be pretty hard. Find a forest. Walk into said forest. Get pretty deep in that forest. Find a nice little area for you to stand for a second. And what you're going to do is, you know, you're going to get sweaty. You're going to like have to do jumping jacks, maybe do some sprints, some burpees up and down, you know, get 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 some sweat going. Maybe tear your shirt, make it sleeveless, put on a headband and take your jack and drop it into your Coors Banquet. Chug it. And then toss that drink to the side and just start fucking running through the woods. I mean, like you got to be fucking <laughs> booking it for like a solid 10 minutes. Um, oh, and uh, when, when you're done running through the woods. Uh, go back and make sure to pick up your glass and shooter because you know we we may be action stars, but we don't litter here. Um, Damn right. And yeah, that that that's my drink. Damn, you got exercise involved. That's got the energy. That's the energy we needed in this. Mine was very much like, mm, let's sit down and have a nice cocktail. Like yours is like, I feel like yours yours does absolutely have the energy. The energy of exercise. I feel like if I feel like if you gave me a course banquet and jack shooter and then went and sprint, like I would just I'd I'd, I'd vomit just the suds of the beer, like it would just oh my god! But hell yeah, 
I dig it. Dude, we fuck with it, man. But let's let's take our drinks, go run through the woods, maybe with some Jack or some Añejo tequila, and let's dive headfirst into talking about First Blood. So we open on our title sequence of John Rambo walking through the woods alone, and he's going towards this house where uh, behind the house, uh, he walks up to a mother with her son and asks if this is where uh, Delmar Barry lives. And apparently he's not there. You know, Rambo and uh, Delmar, they serve together and uh, he shows a picture. But the mom says that Delmar died of cancer last summer and just, yeah, fucking drops this on Rambo. And then is like, oh, yeah, by the way, he did. And then just like walks away. <laughs> yeah, it's this intro is so this intro is so much. I like one. I do have to say this is such a small nitpicky thing, but honest to God, I am such a sucker for those old uh, walking title sequence. You know where it's the character mm-hmm. walking down the road and it's just showing you the director and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Those up, I'm yeah. such a sucker. For. Yeah, just the old old school setup and stuff. Mm-hmm. Love that, especially when you this- have a character like John Rambo, who's kind of like a man off on his own. doing that really sets up what this character is kind of how society treats him and eventually how the people of hope of hope washington treat him yeah yeah it's i was about to say like this is such a good such a good dichotomy to like the movie itself where it's this slow setup and and yeah exactly it's it's such a good this interaction with this woman is is really good like a first taste for the viewer on where the movie intends to go with it. Because this woman, obviously, she's obviously really hurt about, you know, him dying and stuff, but she is super flippant with, like, John Rambo, and she just sort of goes, yep, he's dead, get out. Yeah. Uh, and it that's could be, it. It could like, be, like, because, you know, they ser- maybe they served together, and the chemicals that uh, the Agent Orange that they were around over in Vietnam caused him to have cancer. So maybe she feels some type of way about, you know, people in the military. I don't know. Yeah. You know, we, we yeah. don't know. Exactly. And I do. Want, I also want to say right from the start that, like I said at the beginning, Sylvester Stallone does a great job of making us the audience like Rambo. He's, you know, has a very friendly, well-spoken demeanor, you know, kind of reminds you of a friend that you might have had back in your hometown, you know, the the guy that everyone knows that everyone loves, but not in like a cocky yeah. way. He's just very like down to earth, humble guy. Yeah, he, he's just yeah, he does have that very like down to earth feel. I was about to say average Joe. And then you look at his muscles and how huge he is. And you're like, oh, well, maybe he's not average Joe, but he is very he does have that very sort of like, I don't know, like that. I don't know, the American pie sort of yeah. feel to him. You know what I mean? Where it's the like 80, that just the sort 80s of thing. Yeah, that 80s like 80s like mm, he is the average American. And you're like, yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> so Rambo, he walks away and continues to wander down uh, Mountain Street alone into Hope, Washington. And in town, we ha- see a sheriff. <laughs> yes, we have. I know we haven't had one of those for a while, but we have one here. He gets into his car, and this is Sheriff is named Will. Mike, what was his last name? Teasel. Teasel. Will Teasel. Sheriff Will Teasel. I just wrote down Sheriff Will. That's all I had. That's all you really <laughs> need to know. So, so he, uh, he's saying hello to the passersby, and immediately this is giving you know the vibe of small town, you know, minus a little bit of racism. 
Uh, but he's saying like, you know, oh, hello to all the passersby. And then Will sees Rambo and drives up to him. They talk and then Will's like, you know, well, you're not from around here, are you? Tell, tell you what, I'm going to give you a ride through town if you're heading up north. So as they're driving through town, Will's asking questions like, you know, you heading to Portland, that's south. Rambo's like, look, I just can, can we stop for some food? But Will's just trying to, you know, get him out of his town. And mm-hmm. he's just like, Rambo's like, I just want to get something to eat. Is there a law against me wanting to get something to eat? And then Will's like, oh, yeah, me. What a I, fucking dick. I, it, it's, damn. We're, it, this, this movie, this movie's getting real ACAB. Like, it's oh, just yeah. like the cop just shows up and he is just like an asshole to just Rambo. I do love that the confusion on Rambo's face is he's like, I just want to eat. Like, I'll, like, I'll leave. Can I just eat? I just want to get some steak and eggs. Is that too much to yeah, ask for? I, love, like, I just love that. He's, he's like, I just, dude, the hash browns are calling my name, man. I'll keep moving after that. <laughs> yeah, well, he just goes like, oh, we don't like people like you in our quiet little town. We don't want you bringing the homeless in here like you know, LA or anything, you know, that it's that it's that it's, type of cop we're dealing with. It's so funny. It's so funny. He <laughs> just like, he's like, you're going to bring in the homeless. <laughs> and you just, my favorite thing is it pans over to Rambo and just Rambo's just stone faced at him. Like, come on, man. <laughs> he's driving him out. So uh, anyway, Sheriff Will drives Rambo past some bridge out of town. Rambo leaves the car and Will tells Rambo, you know, go get a shower and a haircut. And then he, and then Will drives off as thunder begins to rumble in the distance. Then Rambo starts walking back into town. So Will turns around to question Rambo and, you know, tries to grab Rambo's hand and Will threatens Rambo, you know, putting his hand on his gun, you know, like my girlfriend's dad. And Will, you know, <laughs> Will shirt searches Rambo, you know, patting him down kind of like my girlfriend's dad and finds a hunting knife and, you know, starts to ask questions and next thing you know they're in a police station with your girlfriend's dad with my girlfriend's dad yeah just wanting to be <laughs> arrested he's just he's just he's got 911 on the button he's like mm, if you don't treat her right i just wanted to ask her if she was wanted to get coffee sometime <laughs> I just just is it is it against the law to get cold brew <laughs> so will arrests rambo for the charges of vagrancy Resisting arrest and carrying a concealed weapon. You know, the hunting knife that's used for hunting. I love they charge him with vagrancy, which is like the which is like the jaywalking of like of crimes (laughs) relating to like drifting. Like it's just he got charged with vagrancy. He's like, come on, man. He's like, dude, I'm just I'm just walking, dude. I just want to go, you know, give your town like the McDonald's at your town some money to get like a Big Mac and a fry. Is that too much to ask for? I love that. I love that. It's just this is my favorite thing is my favorite is he's actually not doing anything related to vagrancy. He's quite literally walking through town and he's going to provide his services at a dining at a dining restaurant and they're like and then and the sheriff's like you're a vagrant <laughs> all right if only they had body cams in the 80s <laughs> oh oh jesus christ <laughs> just just stop resisting john stop resisting dude can you imagine like the body can't like if rambo took place in 20 in like the 2020s and we had body and this instead was a found footage movie about you know cops hunting down sylvester stallone in the woods and it's body cam footage that make a scary fucking horror movie 
Write that down. Copyright. Copyright. <laughs> write that down. <laughs> so Rambo gets brought down into booking. You know, the officer removes the handcuffs and everything. And, you know, they try to you know ask Rambo some questions, but this triggers something. And Rambo begins to have visions of being captured in a Vietnam hole in the ground and having shit dumped on him. And like all these officers and hopes ask Rambo questions, but you know, he comes to and you know, almost assaults an officer. One officer takes Rambo's dog tags and finally gets his name. It's these cops are those classic small town, too big for his britches, like police officers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. They're 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 all power tripping oh, yeah. so incredibly hard. So the cops they try to get Rambo's fingerprints and you know. They really are doing a great job of being unlikable, you know, kind of like today. Uh, and in a cell, <laughs> Rambo removes his clothes, showing, you know, scars aplenty running down his back and on his front. Like, it, I mean, it looks rough. Whoever did those effects, my hat's off to you. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, absolutely the effects that they have. Actually, I'll actually take a quick aside. The effects in this movie are very impressive for the mm-hmm. 80s. Like, yeah. it's they they really do a very good job of making all of the scars look natural. They do a very good job of having all of the blood and viscera look real, but not over the top. Like, it's really, hats off. Seriously. So Rambo follows the police orders, of, you know, turning around, putting his hands on his head. And then we see one officer that kind of looks like Doug Dimodome comes by and whacks him in the back. And I'm like, okay, you just assaulted him. Like, what the fuck? That's my favorite. Yeah, fucking old. I'm going to call him Doug Dimodome from now on, even though I know his fucking name. They literally just go. Yeah, Dimodome just pulls out a baton and just starts beating him. And my favorite thing is the other guard who was like helping book him is just like, are we supposed to be doing this? This he's like feels the one, wrong. He's like the one good, like, you know, the one friend of the group that's like, I don't know if we should be doing this one, guys. Yeah, exactly. They're like, guys, I don't think this, we should be trespassing on this property. And they're like, yeah, what do you know? And they just start beating. So, and we also see Rambo getting hosed down with one of those high pressure hoses. And we get back in the cell. One officer brings out a straight razor to shave Rambo. And Rambo has to get restrained, but Officer Demodome strangles Rambo with his baton, which, again, triggers Rambo's PTSD. And then one ginger cop tries to be like, oh, come on, guys. We shouldn't be doing that. I love it. I love it. It's just the one cop who's like, guys, it feels wrong. Guys, it feels wrong. And then we get more flashbacks. One cop is about to have to use the straight razor when Rambo, you know, has visions of his own chest getting cut open in Vietnam, which, you know, is horrifying. (laughs) It is. It is tough to watch. You're like, Jesus Christ. Okay. You're like, okay, movie. I I see what you're doing. Good job. The poor guys. The poor guys traumatized. I get it. So naturally, Rambo starts to fight back and he starts beating the piss out of these three cops like i mean i'm talking rainbow tosses an officer through windows wheel kicks fools and pushes a man through another window and gets his knife back and then parkours his way out of a police station i I love it this guy just he it just he just hears the fucking tekken fight music and he's like all right time to swing and he just 
he he does he beats he beats the brakes off of a couple of these cops like yeah that's my favorite way he gets out is he picks up a guy throws him through the window and then dive rolls up the stairs to go fight more cops listen uh john rambo just watched the uh the mortal Kombat movie we covered a few weeks uh, a couple yeah. of months ago and just that he just got that hype he's like i'm just so fucking ready i'm scorpion yeah like, he's here. He drank. He drank the. He drank the fucking cocktails we made, and he just he's like humming to himself. A surge in the background. Yes, yes, he's just beating people. up. So now we go outside the police station where Rambo steals a motorcycle. You know, cops are given chase. Dimodome has a gun, wants to shoot Rambo, but another co- officer stops, being like, "Hey, don't shoot him. There are civilians that way. We don't want to hurt them." I love that. I love uh, <laughs> again, again. Dimodome hates he him now, and he's like, fuck. and he's like, I'm gonna, yeah. Dimodome is like, I'm ready to kill him. And Sheriff Teasel is like, don't shoot him. The civilians are near there, and you're like, oh my god, can we just not shoot him? <laughs> like, <laughs> look, even Blade had the decency not to shoot in a crowd of people. I the window. <laughs> When your when your star pupil is Blade, you know you're doing shit wrong in terms of subtlety. Okay, so first of all, I want to paint paint everybody an image. Rambo in a gray undershirt, jeans, long flowing hair on a motorcycle. I want to say that image alone has brought back enough testosterone into this podcast to refuel from Barbie Month. Just that one image alone. <laughs> Harden Scott could never. Dude, he could. Ram I want to see a fight between Harden Scott and John Rambo. I just I just love the the fact that just now with the raid and with this, we're just being like, man, these people would beat the shit out of Harden Scott. I think we just I think we just hate after so much. It's so any, bad. Anytime there's like, you know, any character in media that's like, you know kind of good at fighting or you know kind of a bit you know a bit more of a man's man our first thought is dude could beat the shit out of harden scott he could, he could beat the fucking hell out of harden which you know would make mike really sad because again that is his man crush so that's you yeah you know me you know me the <laughs> what's his name twizzleton or hero hero, hero he's the nephew of lord voldemort that's about all i know <laughs> his first name is hero which that's a thing. So that's, that's, again, love Ray Fine. Love Ray Fine. Ray Fine's fantastic. It's a little, it's a little self-absorbed to name your kid hero. That's like being like, mm, come here, God. You're like, it's <laughs> so Rambo rides Pat, you know, through the town, makes a huge jump over some train tracks, and so does the fucking cop car that's like fucking awesome jumps 10 feet in the air hell yeah so this cop car is driving erratically with officer will behind the wheel and rainbow's quick on his motorcycle that he stole and you know takes that motorcycle fucking off-roading and you know jumps off the road into some woods now he's running like a dirt bike in a forest on some skinny path that the cop car can't get down you know, a will calls for backup, and now Rambo dirt bikes in the woods. I feel so fucking manly right now. 
<laughs> I'm just sitting there, just, just I can just feel all of the testosterone coursing through me. I'm like, yeah, we're coming back into it, baby. We're getting back to it. So this cop car is able to circle around and find Rambo on an off-road path. The car slides down a cliff and lands down on some rocks, and Rambo makes his escape. Wheel chases on foot, and then up with Rambo, he tries to ride up a steep cliff, but the bike can't make it, so he just starts running on foot up a waterfall. And Will is like, I'll get you. You're getting as far as you'll go, He-Man. And he's like, man. <laughs> then, come on. Come on, man beast. So up with Rambo, he finds some rundown like trucks and trailers and starts beginning to gather supplies like wire, a piece of dirty canvas and things like that. And then uh, down with the police, more cops begin to arrive. And they're like, bring out the dogs. You now bring everything, helicopters, dogs, everything. We got to get Rambo. Back up with Rambo, we see he fashioned a like canvas tunic, uh, like a canvas tunic with that in a string. And he also has his hunting knife. I, I do, I do want to say something about this canvas real quick, that this thing that Rambo wears for the rest of the movie wasn't like a prop that somebody came up with. They just kind of found it in the woods by the film crew. And they were all like, yeah, we should use this. Fuck it. Why not? Yeah. It, well, it also works incredibly well. Like mm-hmm. just the, they manage for something that they just stumbled on. It becomes a huge asset in the movie, which I really, really applaud. Like Rambo uses it for damn near everything. Like he just sits there and goes, mm, Oh, sorry. Something's, something's going wrong. Rips a piece off of the tunic. Like it's, it's awesome. I just think it would be really funny if like this was, if we were to parody this, we like starts ripping pieces off of the tunic, but then just makes like a really fucking long rope out of it. But he still has the tunic. You know, like, yeah, fucking magical. Like what? the <laughs> yeah, fuck? It's, it's like, it's, it's a magical tunic. See, I was going for like Rambo sitting there running through the woods. He finds, he finds the canvas. He starts ripping pieces off. He puts it on, ties it off. And you just said it's bright green. And he looks like link. <laughs> and he just sits there, runs through, finds a hat, puts, it on and he's like ah oh, damn it <laughs> yeah I, I really do want also like wonder like because that was the only thing that was the only one they had they didn't have multiple copies of like that piece of canvas so if they lost it they lost it like that that was yeah it. no no it's fantastic use of it and it, it also makes it that much more like realistic mm-hmm. like because they quite literally grimy. found it just went oh yeah fashion a tunic out of it so uh, Rambo continues to climb up this beautiful waterfall. We go back down with the cops. They got the dogs. And like five officers with hunting rifles, which I assume is just the entire police department in this small town, are after him. And, you know, it's like a nice back and forth between the cops and Rambo as each group slash man runs through the woods, you know, kind of like you're going to be doing after my drink. And Rambo begins to climb some steep cliff, like how he's doing that without rock climbing equipment, I'll never know. And then he finds himself on like a 50-foot cliffside. You know, he hears the dogs barking. He runs back to the woods but then sees the cops he's like you know fuck like what am i gonna do so what he does is he tries to climb down a steep cliff but a helicopter is on its way and as rambo is on the side of this cliff like fucking spider-man he looks over and sees a helicopter and doug demodome in the helicopter with a gun almost like start start shooting at him they my my favorite thing is like sheriff teasel is like we gotta get him, gang. And everyone's like, yeah. And then they're all like running through the woods trying to get him. They got the little dogs and such like that. And they're like, mm, we're hot on his trail. And then Doug Dimidome comes in going like, I'm gonna 
fucking kill him where he fucking stands. And you're like, and my, well, my favorite part is, yeah, in a helicopter, no less. And my favorite thing is, even Teasel, who hates him, is like, you should calm down, man. You should really fucking pull back a little bit. This is, you're going way too hard in the paint. Yeah, so Rambo, he almost gets shot a few times and he like looks down at a tree below. He's thinking to himself, you know, okay, what are the odds of surviving this? Yeah, I can fucking make it. And he jumps onto this tree from this cliffside that's like 30 feet below him and he hits every single branch on the way down and hurts his arm. Like, and he's like, ah, oh, fuck. And I'm like, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. He's sitting there going like, mm, how do I get down? And he just jumps and just falls through the trees. And he, my favorite thing is he's like, ooh, my arm. Oh, my arm. Ow. Ooh, ow. And I'm like, buddy, I'd be screaming about my ribs. Like, if I fell from that height, like, I don't, like, the arms would be the last thing I'm worried about. Yeah, dude, he, he's like a teenager in the 90s, like, doing an elbow, doing like a swanton bomber, an elbow drop off the top of his house. And when he gets on the ground, <laughs> he's just, like screaming in pain. And the parents come out and it's like, what the fuck did you think was going to happen? Yeah. They're, they're, like, do you, they're like, do you understand? this is gonna happen when you do that you can't just elbow drop onto timmy over there and expect you to be fine (laughs) so rambo he's on the ground in pain the helicopter flies down doug dimidome fires some more shots you know he may have a gun but rambo has a cannon for an arm and just fucking (laughs) eats a rocket the helicopter window (laughs) which causes doug dimidome to fall out of it Dude, he fucking yeets it. Like, it is, it just soars through the air and craters into the helicopter windshield. And he, and he starts, and Doug Dimidome starts falling. And I want to say, I love this. They cut to a wide shot of what's supposed to be him falling. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, dude, clearly that's not him. That's a different guy. Oh, oh yeah, exactly. That's my favorite. And they're like, they're, they did not get that 60-year-old man who's playing who's playing Dimidome. And he just replaced for some 20-something who could bounce. So they're like, all right, jump. So the helicopter flies off. Rainbow goes to check on Doug, but he's Dimidead. Uh, but we can't focus on that for now because the dogs are coming. Rainbow steals Dimidead's jacket and his rifle and just runs off. And all the cops spot their dead colleague, and they're like, well, there goes our plans for Secret Santa. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, we were so ready to get him a top hat. <laughs> so Rambo goes over to a cave and, you know, opens his knife that has a secret compartment that has, like, stitches. And, you know, these these cuts, again, like Mike said about the effects, they are simple, but they're also so gnarly, which – I mean, mm-hmm. practical effects, it's a, it's an amazing art form. It is. It is. Oh, my God. Practical. Use practical effects. Oh, my God. Please. It's so fantastic. But the way, what I, what I also just love is that they also sit on it. They let the whole scene go out with Rambo stitching himself up and, like, cleaning the wounds and shit. It's, it's so cool that they're mm-hmm. just, like, it's not just action, but they're also trying to do the, no, he's not just a a killer he can also fucking survive Mm -hmm. yeah so up with the cops they spot rambo coming out with his hands up rambo yells like you know this one's dead wasn't my fault and the cops is like stand right where you are you know give you know give yourself up and then rambo just screams but i didn't do anything i love that that's so fair yeah just that's my favorite even 
poor Rambo is just like, please, I just wanted hash browns. And they're like, they're like, you're a fucking animal. And he's like, I did. I'm you all are shooting at me. I just want to eat and go home. I mean, dude, if you want to make a good protagonist, make him at like, you know, realistic. Cause you know, we're all thinking like, you know, he didn't do anything. And then when he says, but I didn't do anything. We're like, see, See? <laughs> you're like, yeah, you're like, that's what I'm saying. You didn't do anything, bud. So the cops hear this. They respond in kind by fucking shooting at him. So Rambo runs off and the cops are now down by a river and they're, you know, calling for a chopper, but there's a bad storm coming. And then they also hear through exposition that Rambo is a Vietnam vet. Green Beret has the Congressional Medal of Honor. And old Sheriff Will Teasel is like, I don't give a shit. Get me my chopper right fucking now. I love that. He is, he's so down. Even when, even when they're like, when they just get reports in that this dude is a killing machine. And, and even the guy, the, the redheaded like cop who is being nice and going like, guys, we should whip this man is like, is like, oh, cool. So we're screwed. And Sheriff Teasel is like, no, we're not, gang. With enough willpower and can-do attitude, we can do anything. Now let's get that chopper. Let's get us a man. Damn it, the hope, the whatever county sh- uh, police department. You know, we can do this. We got to get everybody on this. Go get ten people. We we can catch this Vietnam vet. I promise. <laughs> And an owe to have, owe to have the self confidence of a boomer in the 1970s. Goddamn. So Rambo, he's now carving uh, spears in the woods, you know, for craft's sake. And the officers with the dogs, a storm starts rolling in, and cops start yelling at each other for reasons. Then the cops they spot Rambo. They release the dogs. The dogs give chase, but then gunshots ring out. You know, cops drop down, you know, start firing towards what they think is Rambo. The dog wrangler is shot. And, you know, turns out, you know, what they were shooting at, the cops, was a scarecrow. So they release the last dog and old Poofles dies. <laughs> which I, I just, all I can imagine is like the dog, the dog wrangler who's holding the Dobermans. It's like two Dobermans and then one Poofles from Barbie. And they're just like, all right, get him. And it's just weirdly CGI, just, just human teeth dog just running. And then when you, and then when like it runs over and disappears, you just hear, hear Sylvester Stallone yell, holy fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He just, he's just, he's just, holy God, why does it have human teeth? So the cops on the ground, they try to figure out what to do. And, you know, the ginger wants to take the dog dude to a doctor. But, but, you know, Sheriff Will is like, you know, get him a tourniquet. He'll be fine. So Will runs off with some other cops. You know, we get more wandering in the woods. And then out of nowhere, Rambo, covered in grass, stabs ginger cop in the leg, then goes off to run and hide. Then Rambo jumps from above and Assassin Creed style stabs a guy. You know, he's coming. He's coming for everybody. Mm-hmm. So Rambo runs out, you know, one officer accidentally shoots another. Rambo booby traps one officer with, you know, sharp sticks, stabs another officer. You know, Will's the last one to not get got. He sure. is, he goes full, you know, he goes full like Vietnam warfare. The dude, is, the dude's just, he's, he just is like, I'm not gonna just run. I'm gonna act like the fucking Viet Cong dog. And he just starts just air bombing people and just like just creating these like booby traps that like stab people. Hats off to him. I mean, you know, he's doing the thing. 
<laughs> He's being Rambo. Listen, the, the cops, they fucked around. And now they're finding out. It, it's they just are. That, it's that simple math. They, they really are. So Sheriff Will is, you know, beginning to see all his officers got got. Then Rambo jumped out and, you know, puts a knife to Will's neck. And, you know, Rambo threatens Will like, listen, you don't want the smoke. Let it go. Then just runs off into the woods. <laughs> so hard. So hard. <laughs> That's so hard. So up in the sky, we see another helicopter. There are a lot of helicopters in, in this movie, guys, if you, if you yeah. were wondering. No crashes, though, like when uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. I can make it's that joke. Gift. Nobody died Nobody died dude, on that set. Dude, dude no one died. I just, I just love that that was not planned. And then all the actors just kept going. <laughs> that was my favorite. So the helicopter lands and you know in a place just fucking surround like this place is fucking surrounded with news reporters the national guard police ambulances probably the two of us are in there somewhere like we don't no, know yeah. so, us as babies just, just some woman carrying two babies and it's just our grown us. faces on them exactly oh my god <laughs> just just a horror in the background so in the med tent, you know, we see Will's getting stitched up. And then this dude, Captain Dave, comes in who's, you know, either with the National Guard or the state police is like, look, you don't want to do this. Just go home. The news is here. It's a big story. And then we go back and, and then in the med tent, you know, Will gets a memo from another sheriff that some of the officers, you know, were being assholes to Rambo. And, you know, old Captain Dave is like, y'all fucking serious, you know. Again, then Will tries to talk some bullshit of the law, but that doesn't work. Then out of nowhere. Samuel Troutman, a pe- Colonel Samuel Troutman, excuse me, <laughs> appears saying like, I made John Rambo. And then he drops exposition. You know, he's here to get Rambo. He recruited, trained him, and led John Rambo in Vietnam. He's basically, you know, Dr. Frankenstein, and Rambo's the Frankenstein's monster. Damn. Damn. We're breaking. Damn. Oh, literal callbacks. Hell yeah. Literary callbacks, not literal. Dude, listen, I, listen, man. I, I don't fucking know. Fucking Frankenstein. You're, you're like <laughs> Mary Shelley. Hey, Hell man, yeah. it's, it's a it's a banger. It's a banger story. So Will is like, listen, don't worry. I got this. And Troutman's like, no, listen. I'm here to say I'm not. I am here to save you from Rambo. I don't think you understand. And, you know, we get this exchange. You know that Rambo is a very dangerous guy that doesn't need things like you know shelter. He can survive off the land and kill like nobody else. Like, you know, for instance, we cut to Rambo killing a boar with a spear he made. That's awesome. That's so awesome. (laughs) Listen, we we might make fun of, you know, people who go out and, you know, do, you know, elk hunting who talk in like the red pill movement. But like when you watch this movie, you're like, okay, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, no, you're like, uh, well, because they're running around with this this state of the art weapon and like night vision goggles to hunt a fucking a fucking deer at two in the afternoon. Like. (laughs) Rambo's hunting him with a spear, and it's an animal that's known to fight. <laughs> like, that's cool. So he takes the meat into this, like, a rundown random cabin that he found. We go back in the med tent. Will's like, okay, well, what do you suggest we do then? Then Troutman's like, look, let him go for now, then put out an APB to get this guy. But Will's like, no, mm-hmm. I, I need to get him. But him and Troutman, they fight back and forth, and Troutman's like, look, if you're going to send in 200 guys, you're going to need a lot of body bags. And this finally lets Will be like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe he is a bad guy. So, well, fine. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll give it. I'll, I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you have this one, Chief. So we go back in the woods now. Rambo is sitting around a fire, eating the boris and cooking over a fire that he's cutting with a hunting knife, which is so metal. 
It's so raw. And then the police, the state police are trying to, you know, radio into Rambo because you got to remember, you know, Rambo took the, you know, one of the cops equipment and they try to, you know, radio in. Uh, Will tries, you know, try to centralize the location on, try to centralize in on Rambo's location. So Troutman gets on the radio and starts, you know, radioing in using terms from his military days. And then Rambo responds. He radios in, you know, him and Troutman, they start to talk. Rambo is the last one alive out of his squadron from Vietnam. Troutman's like, look, I'll fly, I'll fly in. You know, we can talk about this. But Rambo's like, no, I can't do that. Rambo starts talking shit about Will. He's like, they drew first blood, not me. I just wanted something to eat. They drew first blood. And if Rambo goes this far for someone saying, hey, you're not allowed to eat here. I'm scared of him. Dude, he's fear inducing. This whole this whole just dialogue between him and Troutman is so fantastic because he's like he's sitting there going doing like he gave Teasel the chance to back off and Teasel's like, "No, I'm going to take you down." And so as a result, he's sitting there going like, "They want war, they got war." Mm-hmm. And it's just he just the way he delivers it, the entire thing. You're like, you're like, damn, this dude is ice cold. So Will's men were able to get a location on Rambo. They're gonna go get him in the morning. Next day, all the men are out to get John Rambo. They walk by a river, climbing over rocks, trees, and shit, looking for Rambo. But once all the men have passed, we see Rambo hiding behind some rocks. And now he's wearing the fucking headband. The fucking yeah. Rambo look is complete. Hell yeah. Oh, he looks so badass. So cool. So in the woods, you know, some kid stumbles upon Rambo and Rambo takes away his gun, but he doesn't kill the kid. You know, he's he's got morals. So the kid calls out to his parents to let the cops know where Rambo is. And, you know, Rambo's on the run through the woods. He finds himself in some mines, goes to hide. You know, we hear Will back at base calling, you know, for him, like, don't do anything until I get there. I want him alive. So Rambo just has a gun and is just firing at everybody. And then he runs out of ammo. He's like, OK, well, what are we going to do? Then one cop or volunteer tries to, you know, order people around, you know, trying to single in on Rambo. You know, all the cops are like, look, I, I'm not fucking going in there. I, I do this that's, shit part time. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. It's the National Guard. So these guys are part time. And so they're turning like there's one guy who's trying to, like, take command and be the big guy. And he's like, come on, gang. Let's all close in on Rambo. Fire on him. And everyone is like. Fuck you. That's a stupid idea. If you, you go, I'm part-time. You own a drugstore, like, Derek. Why don't you, why don't you go in there if you think you're a badass? And he's like, fuck you. So one National Guard leader calls, you know, Rambo, get out, or else we're going to use the rocket launcher. And they're like, I mean, I don't know about that one, bud. You know, we have to listen to what old Sheriff Will said. So they fire the rocket launcher anyway, and Rambo is able to run back in the mines, and we get a fucking explosion. it's it's no it's cool because the thing is is they it's a real explosion which you know considering the work that we do with the movies that we see that's that requires that requires attention mention but it's just cool like Mm -hmm. this whole scene is cool the standoff is really great it shows that this that rambo is so He's got that John Wick style fear inducing now. Mm-hmm. People weren't really treating him that way before, but now that this dude is scaring everybody, they're all like, nope, we don't really want to fight you. We just kind of want to push you into our corner and wait. Yeah, it's it's so amazing. Like the way that they set this up. And I think 
I think Sylvester Stallone had the right call when he said, cut out my parts, my parts. You know, the he is the star of the movie and he said, cut out my parts to make this movie better. And I got I got to give him respect for having the mm-hmm. uh, humbleness to do that, you know, for do it for the benefit of the project, because, you know, there are some actors. They'll be like, no, no, I got to be in every scene. I, you, this movie needs more of me. Damn it. But St- Stallone has enough sense to be like, OK, take me out. Take, you know, these scenes out half of the movie. And I think we're going to be OK. Exactly. Exactly. So now we go to another helicopter. It lands and out comes Will. Troutman and Captain Dave, they go outside the mine, you know, Will Troutman and Dave, they see the National Guard, you know, posing and Will's like yells at the leader. They're going to have to dig Rambo out. And Will is like, you know, you did this, your mess, clean it up. And we go in the cave. Rambo lights a match. Somehow fucking survived a rocket launcher. And yeah, he takes a he burns a piece of his uh, tunic and, you know, turns it into a torch. How he survived. I don't know. It's impressive. It's impressive. Like, again, again, this is that sort of where we reach that. Not that we haven't reached it already, but reach that improbable territory where Rambo will just do crazy shit that would make you go like, oh, come on. But it's so badass and it's so well executed that it never breaks me out of the movie. Mm -hmm. Like, the way they do it is so well that you can still... Do your suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so back outside, Will and Troutman, they talk more about Rambo. Troutman doesn't understand, you know, how they could charge him for vagrancy. Like, why go this far for just simple vagrancy, you know? So we go, we kind of cut back and forth a little bit. Back in the mines, Rambo's looking for things, you know, supplies. We go back outside. Will's ranting, you know, about Troutman. You know, Troutman's, like, looking at the wreckage. Back in the mines, Rambo with his torch and, miss, you know, and his missing burlap, you know, he had to take it off now he's just wearing like the gray undershirt he wanders through the mines and now they're wet you know we we haven't we haven't had a wet like basement slash mine here on the podcast in in a very long time this i know we're this isn't a wet basement but you know this is a wet mine it's, so it's, it's, it's similar vibes you know a wet place it's, it's nature's basement yeah, nat- nature's basement. there we go nature nature's base nature's back door <laughs> it's <laughs> It's this. That's got to be the stupidest shit I've ever said. My God, <laughs> caves are nature's basement. <laughs> so, anyways, you know, Rambo hurts himself climbing down a ladder. Um, we go back to the police station. Uh, Will is back. Will is back, and then back in the mines, Rambo, you know, walks further and further in. The mines are getting you know tighter and tighter to the point where Rambo has to crawl and you know get waist deep in water and is like actively crawling face down in water, and his torch, his the thing that's on fire somehow is still going. I don't know how it doesn't, you know, go out, but you know, it's it's a magical torch. Fuck it, sure. Yeah, no, it's it's that is my favorite. It goes underwater and it's a okay. <laughs> like hell yeah, it is. Hell yeah, it is. Well, hell yeah to rats because Rambo gets attacked by some uh. loads of them. Uh, but he's fine. Rambo takes a breather and then just adds more burlap, you know, to the to the torch. Now we go to the local town bar. Will sits with Troutman. You know, Will apologizes for being a dick. Will is like, I just want to get John Rambo. And Troutman's basically like, look, Vietnam, it was different. Now in the mines, Rambo more does more wandering. You know, he comes across a ladder, sees a light above, starts to climb up, and Rambo's back in the woods. He spots the National Guard, you know, looking for him. So he goes off to the side of a road 
where he jumps on the last truck in a military convoy. He gets in to the truck, pulls a knife on the driver, makes him to continue to drive, but then shoves the driver out uh, onto the side of the road. Oh, and by the way, they got M60s in the truck. I don't know if I mentioned that. We'll come, oh, we'll come back yeah. to that. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, we will. It's an action movie in the 80s, and they got an M60. You already know what's going down. <laughs> we got to have just a shirtless dude with an M60 and a headband. Hell yeah. So back Hell at the police yeah. station, the officers you know, get radioed that Rambo's uh, still loose. He's still alive. Rambo does more driving. A, a police car is you know, driving through the mountain roads now, giving chase to Rambo's stolen truck. The police start shooting at the truck with Rambo in it. We get some fucking car foo up in this bitch. Rambo, Rambo rams the police car, and he pushes it into another car that fucking explodes. <laughs> Rambo's just killing this entire small town. This population is going to be is, zero by the time. He I was about to say over. this. You know, you know, for a guy who's doing the like i'm innocent i'm innocent he's doing a lot of killing now he's kind of like i feel like for him it's kind of like once you he kind of started to turn the faucet on a little bit and then the handle broke as he turned and he's kind of like all right he just kept moving he's like well i'm already gonna be getting one life sentence might as well go for the high score yeah it's dude really he's like i'm sure fuck it you know so now, What's one life sentence versus a thousand? So now Rambo's driving into town. The police are, you know, putting up a blockade that doesn't work. He just rams through, you know, the National Guard. And now suddenly it's nighttime. Yeah, Rambo uh, runs into a gas pump, stops the car, takes out the M60 and ammunition, also lights the gasoline on the ground ablaze. The truck explodes. The gas station explodes. It's all for literally no reason or like action set piece, except it is because the police officers will spot it from inside the police station They're like there he is let's go get him go back outside now rambo runs Ooh. across the road now more vehicles are exploding in the police station will gets on an intercom telling all civilians get inside and hide right now you know shit's about to go down i love that i just love that <laughs> it's just he's like this is about to turn into a freaking showdown everybody if you don't want to get got get out <laughs> So with the streets now empty, Will grabs a rifle and tells Troutman that they found him, that they found Rambo. And um, and uh, Troutman is like, you know, what makes you think you can take him now as Will tries to exit? But Troutman thinks he can stop him because, you know, he's the closest thing he has to family, that Rambo has to family. And we go outside. Rambo watches from the shadows. The police and the fire department are trying to put out the fire Rambo caused in the police station. Will senses something. He looks up, you know, maybe something in the ceiling. But he drops an attic ladder and heads out to on the roof where Will looks around with a gun ready. And down on the streets, Rambo shoots at a transformer, the, the electrical thing, not, not the robot. And Optimus Prime comes out. He's like, he's like, you thought you could kill me, John Rambo? Dude, I was helping you. I mean, I don't know. I think, well, it's tough because like, could John Rambo <laughs> kill Optimus Prime? It's we're asking the big questions here, and that's what I applaud. I just love the idea that like that like Optimus Prime was the convoy. He was the convoy vehicle, and Rambo tries to blow it up, and Optimus Prime just like doesn't blow up, and he just turns. He's like, "Do you want to fight?" No, listen, man. Here's how this movie ends. So you know, John, you know, it, it ends. John Rambo's in custody, and then like we have a post credit scene where it like zooms in on one of the convoys, and it's just a Decepticon logo. <laughs> Yeah, exactly right. And you're like, yeah, Michael Bay. He's at it again. So down on the street, you no, know, Rambo shoots a transformer. The lights go dark. And Will's probably up on the roof just shitting his pants. 
And Rainbow, he's like, he sees a store and is like, you know, fuck that place in particular and shoots out the windows in another Transformer. So Rainbow does some more hiding and Will tries to find him. It's a cat and mouse game. And Rainbow spots like an, a Western gun store or something. So he goes in, sees ammunition and guns and shit. Like I didn't even notice, but like now he's wearing like the bullets for the M60 as a belt and across his chest. So awesome. And I'm like... Dude, my loins are on fire right now. You're like, I, it's, it's, I can, I, I can feel my beard growing strong and healthy now. So Rambo tries to destroy the store and takes a bunch of gunpowder, pours it on the ground, makes a line, shoots at the ground, causing another fire. Bullets start going off. It's pandemonium up on the roof. Will spots this store just fucking popping off down on the street. Rambo sees the light on in the police station. The old West store blows up. Rambo spots Will. He's like. I have you now, motherfucker, and start shooting into the police station. It's just so manly. My biceps are throbbing right now. <laughs> Michael Flaherty's also throbbing right now, but I in am, a different way. It's I it's, something's rising and it's not, Jesus. <laughs> Dude, like, so yeah, if anybody's in the police station, they're fucking dead. Except my erection. It's never dying. <laughs> permanently there dude the exact opposite of erectile dysfunction michael flaherty is here today (laughs) cialis who now dude somebody needs to contact the guinness book of world records my man michael flaherty has had an erection lasting longer than four hours god (laughs) hell yeah baby that's it's because he was looking at Hard and Scott pictures. So Rambo, yeah, it was such a fun, harmless bit. Now, so dude, I, I got to get my digs in where I can. Okay, sure. So Rambo slowly enters the police station. Sees the ladder down. Will is above. Amy is gun into the police station. You know, we we draw out this silence, and the two start firing back and forth. Rambo shoots Will. Will falls through a glass portion of the roof down into the police station. Rambo has a chance to kill Will. But then Troutman appears out of nowhere, and I'm like, no fucking wonder he survived in Vietnam. Do you see how Rambo shot into that police station? Troutman's fucking immune to bullets. It's I love that. It's just he is laying into it. And Troutman, I feel like Troutman just is like he's got active like the active camo power up from Halo, oh where he can just like disappear in a corner and then just be like, Rambo, this isn't you. And he's just like, oh shit, you're here? Damn. So now Troutman tells Rambo to put the weapon down. The National Guard is outside. They're trying to recruit John Rambo. No, they're not. Uh, so they try to fire in at Rambo. Troutman orders the men to not fire. They're just trying to talk some sense into Rambo. Rambo's like searching for things. You know, Troutman's like, look, the mission is over. Like, cal- just try to calm down. But then Rambo screams about war saying, you know, I did what I had to do. I come back to the world, you know protesting me you know he's pouring his guts out civilian life just isn't for him in america there's nothing for him rambo yells about not being able to find a job no one respects him starts having a meltdown rambo you know had all these guys to support each other you know but back in america there's nothing he's reminiscing about you know time and war and rambo tells a story about you know Viet Cong child killing one of his friends and you can just tell the performance by sylvester stallone is really able to illustrate that these things are really affecting John Rambo. Like he, he just can't get the images of his friends dying out of his head. It's heartbreaking. It is. It is. This is, this is where I, 
Well, I already knew that this was a different movie, but this is where it really like cemented and really like drove home the fact that this is like this is a movie that's got way more than just stupidity and shooting mm-hmm. and rippling muscles because it's like you watch this guy break down about how no one was there for him after the war and how this guy has just been suffering nonstop mm-hmm. more so than in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Like this dude was like, we had camaraderie. We knew what was going to happen. And over here, everyone's dead. I can't hold down a job. I have night terrors and everyone's mean and awful here. And you're just like, you're, you're just heart breaks. I'm like, mm-hmm. I was watching it going like Jesus Christ. So Stallone's performance was impressive. So as somebody who had seen the sequels before this, and you you didn't have an idea that this was coming, you weren't expecting this in no. this movie. Mm-mm. How did it, it? It shocked you, I assume. It, dude, it freaking floored me. It mm-hmm. floored me. The sequels are dumb shoot 'em ups. Mm-hmm. It's literally like they're like Rambo. We need you. There are POWs in Vietnam still, and he's like, oh, "I'm on it." And then he goes and just shoots everybody. Like that is Rambo. Mm-hmm. It's like, and that was my envisionment of Rambo for the longest time. Is just mm-hmm. stupid shoot 'em up. But having this, having the original piece be like a criticism on like the treatment of Vietnam vets. Mm-hmm. Just was a left turn. And honestly, it made me even more angry with the sequels because I'm like, you guys had a fantastic criticism critique Mm -hmm. set up on how just these people are horribly treated. And then they just go, but he's fucking cool, though. And you're like, you're like, yeah, he's cool, but that's not the point. Again, they cared more about making Rambo into a a multimedia property rather than, you know telling a good story yeah they uh, and i mean if they had a proper sequel where it was still doing that critique of like the treatment of veterans post army service then it would have been fantastic i would have been probably like down to see it and even if it was okay it would have been serviceable and people would look back on it relatively fondly like but with these you're just like no that's why that's why that's why whenever I say the word Rambo, my parents all grimace and like shudder a little bit. Like Yeah, maybe they maybe they just need to rewatch First Blood to kind of get like be, you know, get back into tune with what Rambo should be. Yeah. Hells yeah. So, anyways, uh, Rambo breaks down, hugs Troutman. A few moments later, Rambo surrenders himself to the National Guard, and it ends with an 80s power ballad playing as Rambo walks in and we get a freeze frame on John Rambo. And dude, that's the movie I Dude, this what a way to get our to get to get our masculinity back, man. Absolutely. We it's Stella got her group back. We're getting our masculinity back. You know, it's we had enough of these of these silly little movies about, you know, romance and finding a person who loves you for you. And we're getting into sh- guns and war, baby. <laughs> Dude, like I said, this movie just immediately makes you a fan of Sylvester Stallone. You already knew he was likable with Rocky, and he also does a great job here. Action was phenomenal. Dude, how manly is this movie? On a scale of 1 to 10, how many how many bulging Dude, biceps oh do my, you give it? Oh my god. See, I'm thinking 10 has got to be freaking like Arnold Schwarzenegger in Commando. You know where he's one arm 
fire hip firing that giant LMG. Like I'm thinking that's ten. So this has got to be like eight and a half, nine. Dude, eight and a half to a nine out of you know nine out of ten bulging biceps. It's a hell's yeah. Go check out fucking First Blood, um, dude. I think this is a great way. I'm gonna say this movie for me is a movie zero. You know, the movie that's on in the background while everyone's getting ready, playing beer pong. You know, it sets the right mood if you're going to be having like a drunk action movie marathon. Um, and even, mm-hmm. a, even, acts, even acts well as a movie number one. Um, Mike, what do you think? I I think putting it past movie one is a complete disservice to Rambo, mm-hmm. First Blood. It's, see, the... Movie Zero, I agree with because everyone's getting ready and you can like turn and watch. And the people who are like, oh, is that Rambo? And you're like, oh, it's First Blood. And they're like, oh. And they sit down and watch it and they're like, oh, shit. And they're floored. Mm -hmm. But you could also just watch it and just go, uh, explosions. Uh, Mm -hmm. Anyways, let's get back to let's get back to what we were talking about. It's. It's an absolutely great background movie. I would honestly put it as a movie one. I think people should sit down and watch this with a beer in their hand mm-hmm. because you can still like you still get fun out of it. Like you may be a little tipsy or drunk, but like you'll still get the context and go, "Wow, that was moving." Mm-hmm. Damn right, dude. Well, guys, that does it for this episode of the Messed Up at Midnight podcast. Go follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Sorry, not Twitter. X. I got still trying to get used to saying that. YouTube. Yeah. You guys know the deal. Stay up to date with what we got going on, Mike. What's coming up in our Manvember month? First Blood Part 2. No, No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) We're not going to cover that shit. Uh, We are covering fucking drumroll, please. We're doing Tropic Thunder next. We got Tropic Thunder coming up. Dude, that'll be an interesting movie to watch with a a 2023 lens. (laughs) Right, right. I I want to. I I remember seeing that seeing Tropic Thunder when it came out, and God, it was amazing. And I'm I'm curious to see if it holds up. I am very curious to see if it holds up, dude. I am too. But guys, that is it for this week. We will see y'all next time. See you next week, everybody. <laughs>